It's time for Lake Hits Happenings on Lake Hits 95, a Lake City public service program brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services. Here's Bruce Carlstrom. Good morning, everyone. Welcome once again to Lake Hits Happenings. My guest today is Rob Keene. He is the city administrator for the great city of Lake City. And Rob, we're going to talk about some things that are going on here in Lake City. First of all, let's talk about some construction projects that the city's involved with. I know that for quite some time we've talked about this wonderful new building, the Ohuda Park Pavilion. Are we getting close to finishing that up? Thank goodness we are. It's been an interesting project trying to line up contractors. We didn't get all the bids in when we put it out to bid, so we kind of had to chase some folks down to fill out the project. And it's been a busy summer. So even though residential construction is, is down a bit for us locally, contractors are still really busy and getting availability and getting projects done, it, it's been tricky. So thank goodness we're at the point now where we're getting fixtures in. We're getting the interior completed, and the next steps after this, we're going to get the final grading done, get the landscaping in, the fence will disappear, and we will get it open. And I know you don't want to be held to any deadline because you don't have complete control over anything, but perhaps before the snow flies, that building will be open. Absolutely. You know, if everybody is able to drop what they're doing and come in and take care of their part of our project, we should be able to get it done hopefully this month. Well, get her going, contractors. This building was actually built with the capability of being open during the winter months, but I don't know if the decision has been made. Can you update us on that? The building was designed so that it could be used in the winter, and there's no real programming designed around that space at this point for winter use, but we wanted the flexibility. The council wanted the flexibility to allow that area to be used in the winter. We've had activities on the lake, different events that have occurred, Winterfest, those types of things, and having it as an available option that time of year was definitely something the council wanted to see. So yes, that is there. Uh, Nothing really firmed up in place yet. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Now, another project going on, 7th Street Reconstruction Project. How's that moving along? It's moving along really well. One of the upsides to a very dry summer is it doesn't get in the way of construction. It's a little dustier, but it allows the contractors to get in and just keep moving. So at this point, the majority of the underground work is done and next steps, they're going to move in phases as they start putting blacktop down. The first lift of blacktop hopefully be going down soon. We've got curb and gutter and all the concrete flat work done on the south end of the project. So see that moving along here. You mentioned that there were some other construction projects going on, but the housing is maybe down a little bit in the community? We're not seeing as many new home starts this year as we did last year, and there are a lot of reasons for that. You know, Interest rates are up. The market is just changing a bit from where it was last year. And land availability in some areas in town where we've seen some really consistent new home starts with some projects the city had previously approved, like Eagle Vista, those are at build out. So, you know, that ability to just pop homes up, single contractors just putting up homes, that's down a bit this year. No, I've noticed a lot of dirt being moved on North 10th Street across mm-hmm. from the Eagle Vista. What's going on there? We have a contractor bought the property from Mr. Grism, and that is going to be condo storage buildings. So once they're complete, they'll be for sale individually. They'll have water, electric. They'll kind of be a nice little shop spot, storage spot, workshop spot for whoever's interested in them. And of course, each of those individual property owners are going to be paying uh, real estate taxes to the state, county, and school district. Yeah, and as a uh, commercial piece of property, it's a different rate, but it's it's great to see this type of construction coming into town. It's a good spot for it, and it's not the type of use that hopefully will be a big impact on neighbors, kind of a quieter use. 
Well, that sounds real good. What are we looking forward as far as things going on in the city, construction projects, street, and that sort of thing, and how is that going to affect the budgets going forward? We've been over the last couple of years talking about our long-term street reconstruction plan, and in our most recent plan that the uh, council adopted, we're looking at some older streets in town. We've got some streets that are over 50 years old, and the utilities underneath them, the water and sewer lines, are older than that. And we're talking about North Garden here, we're talking about North Oak, and we've identified those, put a price tag to them, and if we do everything in those projects, and it's at the council's discretion to determine if we hold off on a project as we get closer to it, but if we do all of that, that's uh, 20 million dollar price tag on all of that construction and so what we're doing right now is looking at how we can accomplish this street maintenance and utility maintenance in a way that allows us to bring debt on without having too severe of an impact on property owners from a levy standpoint i would imagine a lot of those dollars come from the state of minnesota Depending on the type of street, we do have some money that we can use, similar to what we did with the 7th Street project, where we take state aid money that we have for those roads and we apply it to the project to keep the cost down. We haven't identified those sources yet. These projects are still fairly far out, but you know, as we get closer to them, we start identifying sources for funding of the project. And hopefully it's not gonna be all levy and it's gonna be a combination too. So, so the utility work would be done through utility bonds. The street work would be through general obligation bonds, two different funding sources, but still an impact. And so the city has the option of selling bonds. That's basically uh, people going in and loaning money to the city. And then they, uh, people get paid back a uh, certain interest rate. And so whether you choose to bond or take from reserves and the amounts, that really depends on the interest rates that you may have to pay for the bonding. Absolutely. So one of the things that we are trying to predict, and as much as anybody can these days, is you know if our first project is going out for bonding in, say, 25, where do we anticipate rates are going to be at that point? And how are things looking from a stability standpoint? And no one can quite predict the future, so it's always... We haven't little, been great at it today. You just, uh, you just have to do the best you can. Well, one of the things we've talked about in the past has been the emerald ash borer and its impact on the ash trees in not only our community, but throughout maybe the upper Midwest. How are we doing in the city of Lake City? Our streets department applied for and received another grant from the state, which is earmarked for removal and replacement of ash trees. And we're, we're focusing specifically on boulevards and public land. So we've been very aggressive in removal of trees and replacement in the boulevards. And we're coming to the end of that. Don't have the exact count off the top of my head, but we're coming to the end of that. But we also have other public areas where we have a lot of trees that we need to address too as we move forward. And one of those is Hoaxla Park. Clearly not trying to take all the ash trees out of Hoaxla, but what we do want to do is make sure that any that are close by campsites, any of the central area where the buildings are at, make sure we're getting unsafe trees away from areas where people are going to be using the, the park. And it's getting pretty easy to identify the emerald ash trees now. They are looking You can pretty see them bad. from a mile away. They're going to look pretty bad. So a lot of dollars have gone into taking down the ash trees and then replacing. Now you have a kind of a plan as far as how you're replacing the trees. So we are really trying to diversify what we're replacing the ash trees with so that we don't wind up hopefully with another situation where another invasive species or insect comes in and just decimates everything that we just put in. So yeah, it's, it's really important that we use a selection of variety of trees as we go in and replace them. 
years ago when you and I were young, maybe you weren't even around yet, the, it was the Dutch elm. Exactly. Disease that eradicated uh, most of the uh, Dutch elm trees in the area. And now it's emerald ash borer, and you're looking for something else that may come along next, and you don't know what it is. So if you can diversify the trees that go in, that can lessen the impact on the trees in the community. So that sounds good. Well, and then the last question, why didn't the city allow fireworks this year? <laughs> Oh, Bruce, we would have loved to have seen fireworks. And I I, I hope very, very much that next 4th of July, we'll all be able to enjoy fireworks again along the lake as a community and uh, get to hang out with each other again. I'm actually having a little bit of fun at Rob's expense. But uh, of course, the city of Lake City did not coordinate the fireworks and never have and they probably have contributed toward the fireworks but that was a decision that was made by the chamber of commerce that that was not where they wanted to put their efforts they announced that in january yeah and uh and they were hoping another group would come forward i do know that there is another group that is moving forward and hopefully we'll be able to see that there'll be some fireworks more information on that will be coming out hopefully in the next few weeks or so but it was not the fault of rob Keane or mayor nichols or anything else that there were no fireworks in Lake City. And what we saw in Lake City, a number of cities in the area had to deal with it. It just, it wasn't a possibility. So stay tuned. We'll bring you more information on that at another time. That's Rob Keene, City Administrator for the City of Lake City. That's Lake Hits Happenings. We'll catch you next week, same day, same time. Thank you for joining Lake Hits Happenings, brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services on Lake Hits 95.